Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What's up and welcome back to Kinda Funny Games Daily for Friday, April 28th, 2023. Of course, I am Tim Geddes and I am joined by my very good friend, Tamar Hussein. It's good to be here again. I forgot about the smoke and mm-hmm. it scared the shit out of it, me. It, you know, <laughs> it, you forget about it and it scares you every time. Even when you know it's coming, it can yeah. still kind of surprise you every once yeah. in a while. Like there that. is a delicacy, delicacy. Delicateness? Yeah. Is that what? Yeah, Delicateness to the way that Barrett blows the smoke compared to the way that Kevin does. Like, yeah. I don't know what it is. It's just hitting a button, but I know when it's <laughs> Kevin. You know what I mean? It's always the millisecond <laughs> off on either side that, that gets you. Yeah. Yeah. You know? But I like it. It was fun. How you doing, Tim? I'm doing good, you know? A um, lot of video games. Yeah. Good to time think to about. Be a it's a good time to be a gamer. Um, so I am gamer tired, if you know what that means. 100%. Like when you're tired, but from doing gamer stuff a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a good place to be in life. How are you, Tim? I'm doing real good. Speaking of being tired with the gamer stuff, um, playing Jedi Survivor is my first real experience playing a game with the DualSense Edge. Oh, yeah. Um, enjoying it quite a bit. Really, really yeah. premium, high-quality controller. Um, I, I like the way that it, it that it feels. It has a nice like substantialness to it. Yeah. You like edging. Um, but the problem <laughs> is the edges themselves, Barrett. They kind of um, get my hands sweatier than the dual sense. Really, the, the, the little ridges on it, where it's like oh. it's like uh, it's hard not to sweat when you're the ruffles have it. ridges thing. Like like they, I don't know. I, I it, and I get the Jedi Survivor is a, a sweaty game for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? it's a sweaty game for sweaty gamers. But uh, I'm a little, I'm a little like, oh, I don't know about this. And I was like going back and forth to the original dual sense. I'm like, it's a pros and cons situation. Yeah, I'm like do I, is the are the little extra buttons allowing me to sprint easier? Worth the extra sweat? I don't know. I do. We should do like a, a survey on what controller makes your hands sweat because the Switch Pro controller makes my hands sweat more than any other controller. And I don't know why. At See, all. I feel like the it's Switch Pro weird. controller to me is the one that I'm like, oh, I'm feeling like I got a little AC <laughs> on me, baby. <laughs> we got to figure out what's going on here. What's the science what, behind these what controllers? What is the science behind all this? <laughs> um, speaking of science, if you get hit in the chest, it's going to leave a bruise. Uh, just That's just exactly what happened. Tab, yesterday, I Austin Creed, WWE superstar Xavier Woods came through. And um, I want to say for charity, but it wasn't for charity. It was just for Greg's birthday. Uh, we all took multiple chops to the chest. I'm definitely feeling it right yeah, now. Yeah, I was like, I'm, I'm impressed. One, you guys all took your shirt off on camera. I know, which is like that was the bravest. Couldn't thing for be me. me to do. Couldn't be me. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, they're gonna actually like allow a WWE superstar to hit him, which is one pain. Two, unless your body is tight, people are gonna slow that down and watch those ripples move. Oh, and there's boy, a lot of rips. You know what? I yeah. was like, good on you for doing that. Good uh, on you. Bear, would it be possible for you to bring up the video of that? Um, <laughs> <laughs> where, yeah, you just see Greg's life change. Like, he is a changed <laughs> man after that. I think Greg took four hits yesterday. Yeah. Um, which is absolutely insane. I could only do the one. Um, and, yeah, the I, the hit was, was bad. I will say it's not as bad as I expected it to be. I think he yeah. went a little easy on me. He definitely um, is, yeah. Oh, did not go oh easy on Greg. God. Did not go oh. easy on Greg at all. 
Um, but yeah, like you said, like the, the hardest part about this was getting the courage to take my shirt yeah. off on camera, especially because I was doing it with my brother. And I'm yeah. like, I do not want to be shirtless next to my brother. <laughs> like, this sucks. The <laughs> funny thing is, like, oh Greg's one, like, if you look at his chest, like, the instant it connects, everything around it just goes red. Yeah. And Greg's Andy is, like, Poe. just laughing his head off. Yeah, man. Kevin, taking it like a champ. Yeah. God. Cool, Greg. Straight up no selling it. No selling it. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. And then, yeah, we'll get to, to me in a sec here. Right. I'm scared. There we go. <laughs> Fair anyway, play for taking it. You can go to youtube.com slash games to check out our entire ridiculous stream that we did yesterday for greg miller's 40th birthday greg miller will return to kind of funny next week and i'm very excited about all of that that noise was me oh. um so enough about all that today we're talking about some video games because this is kind of funny games daily each and every weekday we get together live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games and youtube.com slash kind of funny games to tell you about all the video game news that you need to know uh, including stories like star wars jedi survivors pc issues twisted metal getting a first trailer hell yes uh and more uh remember you can also watch later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games if live isn't your thing you could also listen as a podcast by searching your favorite podcast service for kind of funny games daily and we'll be right there for you if you want to be part of the show kind of funny.com slash kfgds where you want to go to write in all your questions squad ups and more and remember patreon.com slash kind of funny will get you the show ad free plus a bevy of bonus content and you get to be a cool patreon producer like tripod plus plus and delaney twining um some housekeeping for you a new episode of ps i love you xoxo is up right now uh with the crew answers all of your reader mail you can check that out in all the normal places uh and we're continuing our experiment here um after this but before the stream we're going to be hanging out it'll be me tam and Snowbike mike answering all of your super chats right after this show about all the, the stories from this episode or just whatever video game stuff you want to ask us or if you just want to compliment tams just absolutely ask me ama ask me anything yes ask you. him anything you want uh today we're brought to you by rocket money but we'll tell you all about that later for now let's begin with what is and forever will be the roper report it's time for some news we have seven stories today a baker's dozen story number one it's near to you again. <laughs> <Call me> again. <laughs> uh, EA and Respawn speak out on uh, PC performance issues for Jedi Survivor. This comes from EA Star Wars on Twitter. Also, happy Jedi Survivor Day for everybody out there. You can go play that game. May the um, or check out our review on a Kind of Funny Games cast. I love that there's confetti that's just falling from the sky. Yeah. Like, where did that even come I don't from? know. I imagine. <laughs> oh, my God. There's so much in the lights. <laughs> yeah. I imagine that might be why one of the lights is a little bit noisier today. But I imagine they're falling from the force of the fog machine, like blowing towards yeah. them, and they're starting to move a little bit. Yeah, there's one light that has got a lot of confetti lot of in it, and the others have none. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's good to know. <laughs> good to know for everybody. Um, I'm going to read out this little message here. We're aware that Star Wars Jedi Survivor isn't performing to our standards for a percentage of our PC players. It's a large percentage. Yeah, let me tell you what. Uh, in particular, those with high-end machines or certain specific configurations. 
For example, players using cutting-edge multi-threaded chipsets designed for Windows 11 were encountering problems on Windows 10 or high-end GPUs coupled with lower-performing CPUs also saw unexpected frame loss. Rest assured, we're working to address these cases quickly. While there's no single comprehensive solution for PC performance, I'm so glad Greg's not here today for this mm -hmm. story. Uh, the team has been working on fixes we believe will uh, improve performance across the spectrum of configurations. We're committed to fixing these issues as soon as possible, but each patch requires significant testing to ensure we don't introduce new problems. Thanks for understanding and apologies to any of our players experiencing these issues. We will continue to monitor performance across all platforms and share update timing as soon as it is available from the Star Wars Jedi team. Hmm. Hmm. Firstly, I'm supremely disappointed that they wrote this in normal English and not like Yoda speak. Yeah. That is a big L for in the respawn. middle. In the middle for a bit, I was a little bit like, "What am I saying?" There's a lot of just <laughs> words here. I'm not sure if they are yeah. in the order or not. So, I think this is okay. So, we, we got nothing to add to that, right? Like, yeah. it's it is what it is. The PC port of it sucks. If you were to ask me, should I buy Jedi Survivor right now on PC? I would tell you no. Um, Play the console version if you desperately need to play it now, but keep in mind that the console version also has some issues. Um, many issues. Many issues, but considerably less than the PC version. I think the broader discussion we got to have here is like, now that Greg is not in the room, <laughs> but like, what is happening with PC ports these days? Because it is increasingly becoming more frequent that a game is like a mess on PC. It happens a lot. And there was a time, unless I'm like remembering with rose-tinted glasses, like when PC games just came out and they were the best version of the game because it was like you're using a, graf a graphics card that the console does not have. So you can pump out things like way cooler, way better resolution. All the effects are, are working. And it was like, if you wanted to have the best possible experience, you played on PC. These days, like if you want to have the worst possible experience, play on PC. And... It's an issue, uh, obviously, because hardware configurations are a nightmare. Yeah. Um, and there's so many of them now. And, you know, operating systems are like we're in a new Windows now. And who knows how it's reacting. But the long and short of it is like PC gamers are kind of getting a rough go of it and have been for a long time now. And I feel like given the investment that they put into it and, and the kind of potential of the, each game and how it could look on a PC, it feels like there's something that needs to be addressed there. Like, um, I, I don't know what side it comes on, whether it's development side or even hardware side or whatever it may be. But yeah, it's, it's just disappointing to see. One, because I, I play a lot of games on PC and there was a time when I would always take the PC code or like try and get a PC version of the game. Nowadays, I'm like, I'm going to wait and, and to see what's going on here. And more often than not, I'm finding that it's just busted on PC in a lot of ways, which is it's not a great time to be, you know? Yeah, definitely not. And I think you, you nailed it, obviously, with the, the, the wide array of different configurations people mm. could have for, for PCs. It kind of obviously complicates it, and it's uh, a lot more difficult to make sure things run on everything from A to Z as opposed to just, A, it's a PS5. This, yeah. It either works yeah. or it doesn't. Um, but I do think to to your question of like, why is this happening more? I think it is just happening more because there are more games being put on PC. Yeah. Where back in the day, a PC game was a PC game and it ran best on PC because it was either only there or it was a port that was built from the ground up and probably a year or two later than yeah. the actual other release. Um, and a lot of times it'd be like first person shooters, the Call of Duty type games, battlefields and things like that. Um, but I think it's like a newer trend now that 
as PC gaming has kind of gained more and more of an actual foothold in yeah. gaming as a whole, I think we're starting to get a lot of these third-person action adventure games, the more prestige console titles on PC. Yeah. And um, a lot of them day and date, a lot of them close, but it does feel like in some ways they're not ports. It's like they're being uh, developed alongside the console versions. And more often than not, it kind of results in none of the versions running as well as they would yeah. have if there was a focused, concerted effort on just one. Yeah, I do. I mean, like, I'm going to reveal how how much of a neophyte I am around development and that kind of stuff. But, like, these games are developed on PCs, right? Like, it's not like you're on a PlayStation 5 writing code in and design on PC, uh, four PCs and, and, uh, to execute on that stuff. So I think, like, the, the kind of, like, the breaking... The thing that breaks me is like it should perform well on that pc but i guess the thing is like you have to think about i i wonder if this is an indicator of where developers and publishers see the money being made as well like i would love to know i'm not saying i know the numbers but i would love to know how well a game does on pc compared to its console and console uh, counterparts because it could be a situation where like yeah they're being developed on pc but like they're being developed with Xbox and, and PlayStation 5 architecture in mind to make sure it sings on there because, oh, as, as good as it can be because that's where the mainstream gaming audience yeah. is. And the most people are going to yeah, play exactly. it there, yeah. And then it's like, now how do we make sure that the PC version can operate on all these different levels? Um, I wonder if that's a... That is probably some part of it, but I wonder how much of it is these days comp uh, by looking at the ratio of games sold on console to PC. But yeah, you, you are right in that case. Like, it's, we're just hearing more about it as well. Which yeah, is a big exactly. Thing. Yeah, but I mean, it's like it's that's not an excuse in any way. It's like this, no. and like you know, just the other side of this is the console versions of these games do not run well. Like, it's not like oh, the PC port's broken. It's like no, the game fundamentally has it tech issues. I haven't yeah. talked to a single person playing through this game that hasn't had pretty bad tech issues, and like yeah. they might be more okay with it. Like, I am more okay with it because of the quality of the game, but like. That is seeing past some like yeah. glaring flaws that like a game, a $70 title like this with this level of kind of uh, prestige and production being put into it. Like it is so unfortunate that, that these are the stories. Yeah. It's not like, oh man, this big multiplayer game came out. We should expect the servers to not work because X, Y, Z. It's like, this is a fucking single player game. Yeah. And also like some, some level of it is, is down to the technology powering the game because there's a quite a few of the issues that it has that are common with Fallen Order. So it kind of like you draw the conclusion that it's got to be something engine side as well that they're trying to wrangle. And then you think about the engine. I, is it the same one that they use for Titanfall? I think so. You know, like they're kind of bending the technology. Titanfall.com slash you're wrong us, but uh, Blessing was, was talking about that Andy told him. So we're talking about a couple, like yeah, he, yeah, said, yeah. he said, he said, he says here, but uh, that it is, it's a different engine than okay, um, cool. Apex and yeah. Titanfall. I mean, like, it could be something in that kind of, like, uh, the tools that they're using that makes it trickier because there are commonalities between Fallen Order Survivor and I was, I was playing it. I was like, oh, this was, in, this was annoying me in the previous game. It's weird that they didn't fix it. And developers not fixing something that's glaringly obvious very rarely happens because, like, developers know everything that's wrong with a game way more than anyone else. They don't need to be told yeah. that kind of stuff. So it has, there has to be some other thing behind it. But it's like you said, it's very interesting right now because, like, the, at least on console, the game, how it's designed, how it plays, how it feels, the story, pushes... The quality of it pushes past the problems it has. Like, I, I played... 
I play it and there's a bug or like there's it's busted for, for or frame rate drops, but that doesn't put me off it. I still want to come back to it and play more and see more of the story and that kind of stuff. So I think like earlier, I saw some discussions about like, are we giving Jedi Survivor a pass when other games kind of like were are like just raked through the coals because of it? And it's like, yes and no. We're kind of giving it a pass because the quality of the game itself is high, so high or high enough and its playability is still high enough that it kind of, it allows us to kind of diminish or paper over that kind of thing because you on, see the ambition yeah, on console on pc the kind of uh the issues that it has ha, has are so severe that it undermines the core experience um, i mean I, I think that it that it depends on person to person i yeah. feel like there's like I, I think blessing playing on console is having a it, it's liking the game a lot less because of the technical issue interesting and i think if yeah. they were gone that he'd be enjoying the game a lot more than he yeah, currently yeah. is and so, i do think on console it is case by case because i i did not run into as many overall tech issues outside of frame rate as some of y'all have like i had one crash and that was really about it uh outside of frame rate which yeah. i also haven't run into again since the day zero patch but again i think that's just going to be a weird case by case basis of you know i don't know how that all works in the back end of like the code down downloaded incorrectly yeah. or whatever but i don't know i don't know how all that stuff works but yeah, yeah. it's weird it, yeah. it just sucks because it doesn't seem like there's a solution to this because this game had to come out like yeah. they, they couldn't have just like kept developing it forever because there's money needs to be made and these things need to eventually ship and there's so many checklists and it's like that's unfortunate because that like who gets the bad end of the stick on that all yeah. of us you know and like the the to what you're saying about giving it a pass it's like we're not giving it a pass we're here on the show talking about yeah. how this is a problem this it is, is a problem yeah and, and it's like there's what's the solution though i think is the bigger question and again yeah. i feel so bad for the team over at respawn that like you said clearly know these are problems yeah they don't want this to be the way but it has to go out and it's just so unfortunate that like that just kind of is what it is and like what's the solution here yeah did you make a mandalorian reference on purpose there no not on purpose what did i say yeah there we go but yeah it's just it's really unfortunate to see a team like respawn specifically that yeah. we've seen the last couple of years just absolutely crush like yeah. you know and on a level like we often talk about insomniac as well but you see insomniac's game launches and they're flawless yeah. Right. I mean, I guess the, there was some Spider-Man PC stuff, but like even that, I feel like that wasn't yeah. Insomniac. That was a, a port, port team there. Yeah. The, the hope now is that I mean, like Respawn has indicated they will, they are doing this, but like they stick with it until they clean that stuff up, you know? Um, because I don't know, like it's it's a game that we're gonna end up talking about at the end of the year. Like it's already for a lot of people a game of the year contender, and it would be nice to get there and be like, yeah. This is, you know, if we recommend this today, everyone who we recommend it to and picks it up based on our kind of discussion over it will have an amazing, flawless experience. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I do not think will be the case. Yeah. I, I do not <laughs> think this game is ever going to Get the, play the yeah. way that I it mean, like, should. I mean, like, Fallen Order still is a bit rough Yeah, as well. exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. unfortunate, man. But you know what's not unfortunate? Story number two, Twisted Metal gets its first trailer this is a show coming to peacock starring anthony mackie baby uh this story is from ryan dinsdale at ign uh we're not gonna watch the trailer because it's gonna get us in trouble because uh it's from universal and universal hates when we react to things over here kind of funny uh peacock has released a first look teaser of the twisted metal tv series and revealed that all 10 episodes will premiere on july 27th 2023 the comedy series based on playstation's classic franchise stars anthony mackie with the teaser offering a first look at his fun loving character um we see his pre-driving routine but instead of checking his mirrors mackie loads up a shotgun what doesn't change however is loading up a favorite playlist to dance along to 
featuring the hit song Steal My Sunshine that is about some darker things than you might think. Mm. Uh, you have to go listen to Old Kind of Funny Podcast to find out about that. Uh, we then see him take off into the forest amidst raging fires and other general chaos before the title screen flashes up and we see the newly imagined Twisted Metal logo. And then we see a little Sweet Tooth action uh, in Lost Vegas popping out <laughs> of that ice cream truck. Tam, yeah. how excited could you possibly be? I am excited because it looks both bad and good, which is what I want out of it. Like, it looks goofy as hell. Like, I, I described it as, like, the Sweet Tooth reveal looks like a Sweet Tooth cosplayer, which is, like, that's what I want perfect. out of it. It's perfect. perfect. Yeah, it's, it's great. Like, Anthony Mackie, one thing I, uh, is weird about it is Anthony Mackie looks so clean. Like, he looks so sharp. And I'm like, I don't believe you've been in this world for a long time <laughs> at all. He's, like, pristine. And I'm like, okay, cool, mate. Yeah, we got the poster for this uh, yesterday, teasing that the trailer was going to drop, and the poster itself is, it's, it's fucking perfect. It looks <laughs> so, so bad. You just see Anthony Mackie sitting there again, looking like he's not part of the world at all. No. Then you get the Twisted Metal homing missiles, like, popping above, and I'm like, yeah. how is this a real show? How is this actually happening? And how is it happening in 2023? Yeah, he looks like, he looks like he's photoshopped into every part of it. Uh, Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and it's like every part of him is photoshopped differently as well. Uh, but I, I just can't believe that. I feel like with every year that passes, <laughs> Twisted Metal just gets less and less relevant, right? <laughs> yeah. So for it to be here is just very bizarre to me. Um, but I got to say, I love Twisted Metal. I've yeah. loved Twisted Metal since day one. Twisted Metal Black was legitimately the coolest fucking thing ever. Mm. You being like 11-year-old boy and this video game saying motherfucker. Are you <laughs> kidding me? Painted Black was playing. Everyone has these really dark stories. It's fucking awesome. And here we are over 15 years later getting a TV show with Anthony Mackie. <laughs> what is this tweet from Andy? Uh, and he says, once again, I believe there was a multiversal timeline that collided with ours. And in that timeline, Twisted Metal is the most in-demand IP. The newest title recently crossed 16 million sold on PS5. The Pokemon Go style mobile game has 180 million active users. Now there's a TV show. <laughs> Twisted Metal is everywhere. Absolutely nailed it, Andy. And yeah, this is not an Andy Photoshop poster. This is the poster uh, that they put out for yeah. this. You know what? As long as they're having fun with it, that's what, like... If they're doing, oh, we want to do Fast and Furious meets Mad Max, and we're just going to, we've got Anthony Mackie and Samoa Joe, and we're just going to have fun for a little bit, and it's going to be goofy, popcorn, action movie flick, more power to you. More power or like to series. you. It's multi the thing that freaks me out is it's a series. It's a series, like, and they're dropping all the episodes at once. Yeah, that's, that, that's the, that to me, I'm like, oh, oh, no, yeah. oh, no. So that's going like, to be Not weird. that I necessarily want 10 weeks of yeah. Twisted Metal, um, but legitimately, I'm excited for this. Like, I, I'm a fan of this type of dumb yeah. shit, um, and I, like I said, I have been a fan of Twisted Metal for a long time, and I appreciate its goofiness that it has for the most part, and then once Twisted Metal Black came out, there's like... This like edgelord grim darkness to it that's so cringy <laughs> that like if they do either of those tones, I think that there's fun to be had. Yeah. And uh, looking at this trailer, just like yeah, fuck it, I'm gonna I'm watching this thing, Tam. You know what I'm excited for? So I, you're a TikTok user, right? Mm -hmm. I know you are because I send you TikToks all the time. So have you seen the one of from Avengers where they're all sitting down looking at a TV briefing, and it's and then. On the TV, people have like, or like, uh, spliced in the scene from Eight Mile where B Rabbit Eminem is like doing the Papa Doc thing. I've never seen it. And Mile. then all of the Avengers turn to look at Falcon and he's like, 
That's so fucking funny. <laughs> like, is, so I'm excited to see what scenes from that mo- this series they put there instead That's of the great. Avengers one. That's, That's so that, good. That TikTok is so good. Good lord, man. <laughs> God, though. Here we go. Twisted Metal. Uh, so obviously, I don't think that that we have too much faith in this. Mm. Like just from everything that we've seen. Having said that, the main showrunner is one of the main showrunners from Cobra Kai, which I love a lot. Yeah. Our, our friend Ify is one of the writers mm-hmm. on it. He's funny as hell. Yeah. Um, some of the cast looks fun. Like I don't think this is going to be Last of Us. I don't think this is going to be Mario. But I think that there's there's a chance it, it could be fun. Yeah, it'll be as long as it's a. If it gives me one interesting moment in each episode, it's worth it. Yeah, fine, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like also like we're gonna get a lot of more video games stuff now. So oh, yeah. expect to see things that don't make sense suddenly having way more way more pomp and circumstance than you as a gamer know they should have. Yeah, just because like between Sonic. Uh, Last of Us and now Mario, like the floodgates are open. People like in all industries are looking at all oh, video games are the thing that we need to adapt now because they're doing gangbusters. Yeah, man, it's working. Um, so uh, you know what else works? patreoncom kind of funny. We appreciate all your support over there, and because of that support, you get the show ad free. But for everyone else, here's a word from our sponsors. Shout out to Honey for sponsoring this episode. Honey is the easy way to save when shopping on your iPhone or computer. Thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. And we all know there's nothing better than the feeling of saving money. Honey's the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. Here's how it works. Imagine you're shopping on one of your favorite sites. When you check out, the Honey button appears and all you have to do is click apply coupons. You wait a few seconds as the Honey guy dances it searches for coupons it can find for the site, and if it finds a working coupon, you will watch the prices drop. We hear it kind of funny. You've been using Honey for years, and it has literally saved us thousands on tech, costumes, food, you name it. Honestly, I just love how easy it is to set, forget, and save. Honey doesn't just work on desktops. It also works on your iPhone. You just activate it on Safari on your phone, save on the go. And if you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out. By getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this show. You can get PayPal Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash kindoffunny. That's joinhoney.com slash kindoffunny. Shout out to Rocket Money for sponsoring this episode. We all love gobbling up content and we have an understanding of what subscriptions we use. Or do we? Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they spend around $80 a month on subscriptions when the actual total is closer to $200. That's right, you, you. You out there, you could be wasting hundreds of dollars each month on subscriptions you don't even know about. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. It monitors your spending and it helps you lower your bills all in one place. Rocket Money has saved some of us here at Kind of Funny a ton of money and it can help you too. Stop throwing away your money. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way. By going to rocketmoney.com slash kinda funny. That's rocketmoney.com slash kinda funny. R-O-C-K-E-T-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash kinda funny. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back with story number three, an absolute fucking bullshit story. Vice is shutting down Waypoint. This comes from Marie Delisandri at gamesindustry.biz. Vice is shutting down its games publication, Waypoint. News came via Twitter from senior writer uh, Patrick Klepek. Quote, the team, myself included, have been terminated by Vice, and our final day running the website, the podcast, and streams will come to an end on June 2nd. Waypoint's official Twitter account confirmed the information soon after, saying, quote, Waypoint should have ended a long time. Wait, no. No, no. No, sorry, that's not what they said. Uh, Klepik said, Waypoint should have ended a long time ago. Uh, We've always been an extremely weird website. Our podcast sign-off is fuck capitalism, go home after all. But we survived six long years. That's a goddamn eternity in media. We tried to hold on as long as we could. Waypoint Plus was a godsend, and to all the fans of Waypoint that showed up on day one, know that your contributions and spirit and money were a huge reason we weren't laid off sooner. You, alongside my talented colleagues now and over the years, made waking up every day a joy. The publication was launched by Vice in 2016 as an evolution of its Vice gaming section and more recently launched premium subscription offering Waypoint Plus. Multiple editorial staff were laid off at Vice late last year. Rough. Continues, man. Getting hard out here, man. It's getting harder and harder. It just sucks that like every week we're getting more of these stories, whether it's the game development side, whether it's the games mm. media side. And to, to look at, at games media in particular and to look at groups like Waypoint that were doing such important, unique work in the space is such a like it's just sad man yeah it's 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 hard to figure out like i don't know but i do know what what the thing is but like the, the scale that it needs that traditional websites need to operate at and the money that they need to make in make make uh, for the co- their parent companies feels so unattainable now that this stuff is like it just doesn't work with simple ad supported things and even like even like a you know a plus service that like a waypoint had is only getting you some of the way there um it's sad but like it's it's starting to feel like we're gonna get this we're gonna get less and less like interesting unique authoritative and like kind of organized voices in the same way that waypoint uh and like various other publications around games are like it, we're we're we always have been and we're moving more into the idea of person behind camera talking to you. And there is a lot of value in that. I'm one of those people. I do it on Twitch. I do it on YouTube. But also there is something to be said for a kind of team of people that have these kind of like, they have a kind of journalistic or editorial background, like underpinning their work and what that can provide. I'm not saying that people on YouTube and Twitch can't do it, but there's something to be said for a team of people that can do it and is willing to use their connections within the industry to to go out and investigate and put these stories out there or even cover games in an interesting way beyond the kind of um, the churn of needing to be there day one YouTube, have some sort of spicy opinion, make your soy face in the, in the thumbnail kind of approach to it. Um, and in doing that stuff, Waypoint was one of the best. Like it was... It was a group of people that loved games, loved talking about games, loved analyzing them and and uh, kind of like presenting them to an audience in a way that is exciting or lets them understand the 
the art and the business of games in a more um, kind of like nuanced way. And to lose one of those means we just have, we're that much closer to losing all of them, which is the sad part of it. Um, but yeah, it sucks, man. Those are some good people. Um, a lot of good people. And I don't know, like, I hope they bounce back in some fashion. Like, yeah. I would love to see them do a Patreon. But at the same time, I don't want to present Patreon as the kind of like, oh, just do a Patreon because that's hard. Like, it's not and as you as it you guys harder know, and yeah. harder as more and more people yeah. are, are needing to launch Patreons and launch different like group projects or solo yeah. projects or whatever it is like. Yeah. Yeah. Like you were saying, like, we're getting to a point that it's like, who's left? Like, I feel like we could probably count on two hands the yeah. like big games media outlets out there and like using big i think is even like a, yeah. a weird a weird word at this point right like yeah i i think like i i it's interesting because i started to see more developers tweeting about it um and that's something that's become more prevalent recently and i've had conversations with developers who are like actually saying it now where it's like yeah criticism and like games media websites like that are important to the business and the industry and the medium and the kind of culture of games and they can in a lot of ways i'm not saying this to you know uh, gas us up or myself up as a member of the media but like they're important to the kind of like the evolution of games in a lot of ways like you know you get developers like looking at reviews or discussions around it and it informs the way they think about you know, business, PR, design, coding, whatever it may be. Like there's interesting perspectives that can come from this back and forth conversation between the creators of the medium and the people who have spent a lot of time analyzing and dissecting it. And that conversation is like symbiotic. And mm -hmm. if you're losing that on in a way that is, you know, if you're losing that in a way that makes it accessible to them, it, it kind of, I think, has a knock-on effect on on the industry as a whole, as opposed to just being like, oh, these people who have spent all their lives playing games and writing about them are losing their job. There's, there is a bigger implication that a lot of people who are reading these stories perhaps don't understand. Like losing a voice, those voices, the Waypoint voices, to me, is a negative on this industry. Yeah. And it sucks that it is that way, and it sucks that it almost feels inevitable. Hundred yeah, percent. I just want to shout out the the Waypoint podcast. It's one of the few podcasts that I would actually try to keep up with uh, as much as I could because, again, yeah, there was uh, uh, Rob Zachney, Patrick Klepik, mm -hmm. uh, uh, Kado, and Ren uh, together uh, had such a great vibe and brought in so many different perspectives that I wouldn't even know or understand about, um, and I learned a lot from them while also you know hearing them have plenty of goofs and be silly and all that stuff. Um, and it just, it, it hurts to see this. Um, and I just want to, you know, give the love out to, to yeah. all of them and the, the rest of the crew over there because y'all were fucking killer. Um, and I hope y'all can still find a, yeah. a, a voice in this industry after this. Yeah. And I said it before, like, I hope that when it, waypoint comes to an end, that they confidently can step away knowing that they did amazing work and oh, they yeah. can be proud of it. Like everything, that could be against them was and in the face of that and it is for all, all of publications in the face of that they produced some of the most compelling interesting work around in the industry so they should be proud yeah and you know every time there's a story we always have to say like your support on patreon goes such a long way for for groups like us but not just us go support min max go support easy allies go support people like daniel dwyer with no clip like mm -hmm. these are our projects that uh 
are, are made by teams of people that are allowed to do this because they are supported by people that want that type of content. So Patreon can be incredibly, incredibly valuable and a great way to support people and help to ensure that there are more than a handful of games media companies left. Story number four, Sony looks to break records by selling more PlayStation consoles than ever before this year. Dang. This comes from uh, Ryan Dinsdale at IGN. Uh, Sony has high hopes for PS5 in the current financial year as it aims to break PlayStation records by selling 25 million units. It sucks that this doesn't translate to games media <laughs> having more money yeah, and that's being the, more it's, vibrant, it's right? A kind of, it's a heartbreaking juxtaposition, right? Where you see, oh, the games industry is billion dollar. Yeah. It's bigger than anything else in, in the world. And then a corner of it is just like just crumbling under the weight of like it's just frustrating it's hard man it's like you need to find that value it has to be worth it and it there, there needs to be a vision there needs to be flexibility there needs to be the ability to pivot um to do what is needed at the time not just what what we're doing and what we're comfortable yeah. with and all this and it's like doing all that is very 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 difficult yeah. and when you're not able to be nimble and make those decisions and there are people telling you things that are against the things that you know you need to do yeah rough it's very rough. But good on Sony for selling one trillion PlayStations one or whatever. PlayStations. Good on those people. <laughs> the, the company briefly mentioned its goals for next year during its latest earnings report, where it revealed the PS5 had now sold more than 38 million units uh, thanks to its best year on the market so far. The 19.1 million units it sold in the financial year 22-23 weren't enough, though. Uh, quote, we aim to continuously accelerate penetration of PS5 and aim for PS5. I'm such a fucking immature baby. I'm sorry, y'all. Uh, and aim for PS5 selling units for the current fiscal year to be 25 million units, the highest ever for any PlayStation console in history. Uh, it would certainly be an impressive figure because, as mentioned, no PlayStation console in history sold as many units in a single year, not even the PlayStation 2, which is the best-selling console of all time with 159 million units sold. The PS5 is certainly trending towards an incredibly strong year as its sales figures grew significantly as component shortages that plagued the video game industry waned. Sony recorded 7.1 million and 6.3 million sales in quarters three and four compared to the 2.4 and 3.3 recorded in the two before that. Wowzers, Tam. Yes. Wow These are insane numbers, and mm -hmm. we can only expect them to, to keep going up. When we look at this, we're talking year over year doubling from the, the early yeah. days of the PS5, which makes sense with everything they're talking about in terms of the shortages and in terms of the state of the world but also in terms of the library and offering of exclusives on PS5. We're now at a point that we're deep enough into this life cycle that getting to PS5, you're getting a handful of exclusive experiences yeah. that you know are like the top tier stuff. Yeah, for sure. And I think what's really fascinating and interesting is like, it's hitting those numbers having also gone through COVID and the, the availability shortages. Like we were, a lot of, most people were under the impression like this generation is going to be like, much harder to move units than any other because the worst possible scenarios for these manu hardware manufacturers have happened. Like people aren't out and about anymore. They're at home. Um, and also like they're hardly available. Obviously like being home also means like you want to buy this stuff, but mm -hmm. like the availability was the problem on that end. It was like, you can't get this thing. And we were like, okay, cool. It's going to limit how much they, surely there won't be as huge selling as they were, but it, it isn't it. like it definitely is it. and it's like surprising it feels like you know it, it's just been like building up and now that people can buy it and 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 kind of uh access it easily they're just like buying it in droves 
the interesting thing also on top of that is like we still haven't had a hardware revision and that is traditionally always been a kind of a booster to sales yeah um and it like rejuvenates the entire platform and mm -hmm. sony always does a hardware revision that is highly likely we'll get a ps5 that is revised hardware wise a slim or something like that um and so when they say like oh we want to go higher next year there's a decent chance of that happening oh yeah um very very high i mean so, I, I think it's a it's a guarantee like yeah. unless some crazy shit happens again yeah. but um i think that with where we're at right now like having ragnarok just come out and being as good as it was riding the train of like now playstation putting out these premium dlc projects that we mm -hmm. saw with like uh ghost of tsushima legends and now uh horizon um yeah. burning, burning, shores. burning shores uh that coming out psvr2 being another thing that people if they want they can uh, interact with the ps5 in a different way and then this pipeline we have right here of all the third-party games we know about the exclusivity of final fantasy 16 in june spider-man fucking mm -hmm. two coming later this year wolverine right. probably next year exactly it's like that and whatever we get at the the showcase in may yeah um it, that's really going to paint a picture about like hey if y'all don't have ps5 here's why you yeah. need one now yeah also like final fantasy and the reason like and it's also like it feeds into the overall machine that sony has now and that's why we get things like remakes like the last of us remake we were all like, why were we, why are they doing that? It's like, it's, and now you see, oh, it's because the HBO show is out and like, it's huge. So when anyone with an interest in it goes, how do I play these games that it's based on? They don't have to buy an old console, find an old version of a game. They just buy the latest console, buy the latest version of the game, and they're happy. That's yeah. it. So like smartly, Sony has almost like seen ahead long enough to know that oh we need to do make these moves to make sure by the time we get there and this project is available we'll have a, a, a kind of like an ecosystem where we'll be making more console sales and getting more money and i think that's going to continue to be the case like come come next year when you know another spider-man game is out like you best believe there's going to be like wild hinds and stuff like that that make people want to go oh okay i'm gonna buy this new console it's worth it so a uh, little jump off conversation point here mm -hmm. PlayStation, the rest of this year. Yeah. We know that they're, the things we just talked about, the Final Fantasy 16 deals and things like that. Then we have Spider-Man. Do you think we get another big Sony title this year? Um, I think so. Okay. Yeah, I, what I what I do you think? think? So. I'm not sure what it would be, but I am just thinking about like, actually, maybe not. Because like there's a, uh, the way I was thinking is like, there's a lot of third party games that are still yet to be announced that will probably carry a lot of the, the wait for the rest of the year and sony has enough in in its kind of current uh landscape of games that it could just like re kind of fresh a lot of that stuff in marketing and pr and that kind of stuff and do pretty well based off it like horizon 2 still needs a kind of it can get a lift because you know it came and went and the dlc helps but like complete edition later mm. on down the year cool that's it something I'll like make that. bundle last of us one and two together to be like hbo edition or something yeah. like that i feel like they can get away with that pretty easily but i think that also sony is kind of on the front foot in a lot of ways it yeah. feels like they're in attack mode they're like pressing an advantage i'm not pitting one console against another i'm just talking about like their, their own strategy yeah them yeah. versus themselves they're like they feel like they're you know they're, they're on the front foot so let's really drive that success home and i think that you can do that by having one like last trump card for the rest of the year and then be like this game is coming this year and it's going to be huge and then you finish that year strong 
and go into the next year with that kind of good momentum and it carries you through that year as well a fair yeah. way yeah that, that's I, where i'm I think at too maybe one more yeah, I, I think Spider-Man's the big one. I, I can see a small thing like a Horizon completion yeah, or something like, like that. Like, something small, sure. But, like, I think Spider-Man will be the one and only major big PlayStation yeah. Studios release this year. I don't think that that's bad at all. We, there's already so much to play, and there's so many third-party games coming out that are going to yeah. be incredible. But I think that that positions them for next year yeah. to be wild. But what's a little interesting about that, though, is then is the May showcase going to focus on mainly games that are 2024? possibly and i don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing yeah. um when spider-man 2 is kind of the the focal point you yeah. got to imagine at least i think the other thing is i i feel like what will happen at the showcase is we'll see more third-party games that are aligning themselves closer with playstation 5 so a lot of the you know not exclusives but like hey where you know this is the lead platform it's going to mm -hmm. have xyz on here compared to other platforms and I think that will do a lot in the hearts and minds kind of like, and also the optics of, of the consoles and which one to go for towards yeah. the end of the year. So I think they're going to finish strong. Um, whether it's a brand new title, not 100% sure on it. But if I was in their position and they had something like cooking that was that could go um, in that time, I would push for it. You know, I think that there is, there's some potentially really cool things that I don't think are like the biggest megaton stuff, but like yeah. Astro Boy bought, Astro Bot. Yeah. What's Team Asobi been up to? And I feel like that, sure. that could be something they're like, oh, yeah, there's a, a game and it's coming out in November. Yeah, I mean, like that kind of small, uh, or even like another remake. Like, I feel oh, like yeah. that, that it's not a play, it, could, it doesn't have to be a PlayStation Studios style thing. You know, it could be a, if they put out another remake on the point, quality right. level of Demon's Souls remake with a Blue Point or something like that, that could be massive. Like, yeah. if they put out a massive, like, oh, we've done a full, I'm just going to spitball twisted metal remake yep. like it's and it's oh, like dude yeah. yeah we didn't even talk about twisted metal like the game with that story i wanted to ask like do you we've heard rumors we've seen a lot of yeah. like rumblings about this do you think we're getting twisted metal and if so when do i think we're gonna get twisted metal it i, I want to say yes just because it is absolutely wild like andy pointed out that we are in a world where twisted metal exists just as a tv show on its own off the strength of just an old ip um, so that makes me think, oh, they're going to put something out. Um, but I'm not, a, if I was a betting man, I'd say probably not. But I don't know if that, if they're kind of like, I think it's, it'll be the other way around where if that show pops off, we get another, we get another game as opposed to like the game is coming and now the show is, you know, kind of a big deal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, well, we'll have to wait and see if our metal will be twisted. Uh, story number five, Microsoft signs another 10 year deal to bring Xbox games to more cloud gaming platforms. <laughs> It continues, everyone. This comes from Ryan Dinsdale at IGN. Uh, Microsoft signed another 10-year deal uh, to bring more cloud gaming platforms despite the competition and markets authority blocking its Activision Blizzard deal earlier this week. As reported by Eurogamer, Microsoft vice chair and president said on Twitter that the company has signed a deal uh, with Noire to bring Xbox-built games to its platform alongside Activision Blizzard titles after the act acquisition closes. Smith showed no sign that Microsoft is deterred by the CMA's decision to block the Activision Blizzard deal from going through, despite it coming as a result of cloud gaming concerns. Microsoft is appealing the decision, of course, but this will be a long and likely challenging process. Microsoft and European cloud gaming platform Noire have signed a 10-year deal agreement to stream PC games built by Xbox on its platform, as well as Activision Blizzard titles after the acquisition closes. 
While it's still early for the emerging cloud segment in gaming, this new partnership combined with our other recent commitments will make more popular games available on more cloud gaming streaming services than they are today. Microsoft signed a similar deal to bring Xbox games again, including Activision Blizzard titles like Call of Duty if the deal goes through, to Nintendo platforms in February, alleviating some of CMA's concern that it would make these games exclusive to its own platforms. It also signed deals with other cloud gaming platforms, including uh, Ubitus, Boosteroid, and more. I'm very excited. What silly fucking shit is this? I love them. They're just like, we're, here, we're on fucking Quibi. We're on fucking, you know, like, get on the shit. Uh, see, us on Blue Sky. Mm, that yeah, is. exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, like, as part of a strategy, this makes a lot of sense. As part of a kind of, like, hearts and minds, we're not evil. We're just trying to buy one of the biggest video game publishers in the world and become the biggest video game publisher and wow. develop in the world. And the whole, like, one of the key strategies that they have been, or the concerns that some people, especially Sony, have had is, like, that will put them in a market position where they could deny, you know, our audience a major, major game, like a series like Call of Duty, or put some sort of, like, restrictions on it in the way that they can access it. So Microsoft's whole thing has been trying to convince people that they're not going to do that. They're trying, they're going to try trying to convince people like they're going to still benevolently make um call of duty available to everyone you know there's some some very quietly whispered like for 10 years or like yeah. something like that and the way you do that is like they talked about oh we're, we're partnering with nintendo we're still chanting Nintendo. and like what is more convincing than we have signed a cloud gaming deal so we're going to bring call of duty to anyone with a mobile phone like that is like I feel like he, it, a court looks at it and goes like, okay, there's no intention here to lock it off. Yeah. Uh, obviously, like, it's a sneaky tactic. Oh, yeah, for but, sure. Yeah, but, like, if, it's a, if it works, it works. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, it's interesting because uh, I still don't care about playing uh, big games on my phone. Like, I don't know if anyone ever will be, but more power to you if you are. I think there's a use case for it, and I think that there, you know, there's a ton of people that if that if the options were they don't have yeah. a console or they yeah. play that way, I think that makes sense, and especially when you think of kids, right? Yeah. I was talking to a grub about this this morning, and I think the next, the next evolutionary step or the thing that will really, like, make it click into place, make that kind of bridge between us is when someone figures out how to get a cloud game onto a mobile phone, but then take that and kind of stream it out to a large TV mm -hmm. that you have. And so you can switch it, basically. Yeah. Um, I think that's going to be the next thing where... And we're so close. Yeah, yeah. We're almost there, yeah. And, like, it, all we got to do is, like, make sure latency is better and, like, Bluetooth-enabled um, TVs and that kind of stuff so you can connect a controller or whatever. But I feel like that's the thing where this thing, cloud, makes your phone become the console that others have. Because you can sit down and play on a big screen TV and have the... Uh, kind of like a cinematic experience that you want but you don't have a console to do it and that's what i think that's will be what propels cloud gaming forward but yeah who knows when we'll get there who knows story number six vampire survivors is getting adapted to tv tam yeah. uh this comes from denise petke at deadline yeah. uh the viral gaming sensation vampire survivors is in the works for tv story kitchen is partnering with the game's developer ponkel founder uh luca galante to adapt the comedic gothic horror video game into a premium animated television series uh, in the game described as Vox Machina meets Castlevania, players control an automatically attacking character while fighting against continuous waves of monsters, with the goal being to survive the onslaught for as long as possible. The game is set in 2021 in rural, it, rural Italy. Uh, there lived an evil person named Visconti Dracula, whose many evil magics created a bad world filled with 
famine and suffering. It's now up to the members of the Belpasse family to end his reign of terror and return good food to the table. Reads the official description. Why does this feel like a what we do in the shadows like, type <laughs> of spinoff vibe, which yeah. I'm down for? Uh, a search is underway for a writer. The project will be shopped to animated TV network buyers. Something tells me this one's not going to see the light of day. I, I'm the opposite way. Oh, yeah? I think that it, I feel like it's... Firstly, I've played Vampire Survivors for countless hours. Uh-huh. I could never tell you that was what the game yeah. was about. <laughs> that, that, I, I swear they made that up for this press release. <laughs> I, cannot, I know there is a story because Stephanie Sterling works on it and writes uh, for stuff like that. Um, but you could not get that information out of me. Like, yeah. uh, no way. I did not know that. Um, but yeah, I feel like this is like the... It's it's got enough breathing room and room for expression and creativity that a studio could come along and be like, oh, we can make a fun like comedic vampire animated so uh, series. Obviously, it will have no vampires in it because Vampire Survivors doesn't have any vampires in it. Um, but like, I feel like there's, I I feel more confident in it. I'm not saying it will happen, but I feel more confident in it um, materializing than if it was like a if they were trying to do Mario. Like mm. if it was Mario, I'd be like, no, no, it's not happening. Because there's too much like uh, uphill struggles there. Whereas because there's less hurdles to clear with Vampire Survivors, it's more likely to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see, man. There's a lot of money out there. And uh, we see a lot of the streamer platforms like just throwing stuff around. Mm. And uh, there's an IP here. There's an interest in Vampire Survivors. Is it enough to sell an animated show to Netflix? I'm going to lean towards no right now, but (laughs) but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Story number seven to close out the news of the day. Lego has announced four Donkey Kong expansion sets. This comes from Tom Ivan at VGC. Um, The Lego group has announced plans to release four Donkey Kong expansion sets this summer. And Donkey is a big old guy. Uh, The feature DK, Cranky Kong, Diddy Kong, Funky Kong, and Dixie Kong. The sets of new characters can also interact with the existing Lego Mario, Luigi, and Peach figures. Uh, Donkey Kong's (laughs) Treehouse expansion uh, exists. Uh, Donkey Kong's Minecart Ride expansion. Uh, There's a 174-piece Dixie Kong's Jungle Jam expansion and uh, Rambi the Rhino expansion. So, pretty cool. Square Donkey Kong is a jump scare I was not ready for today. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. That is a... Impressive. A Funky Kong in in uh, Lego form? I might have to partake. Sign me up, man. It's really weird with these uh, Nintendo Lego crossovers where it's like kind of a dream come true for me where yeah. I'm like, oh my God, this is perfect. But then I don't like that they are... Like I just want them to be little Lego figures. You yeah, know what I mean? I yeah. don't want these like it's they're big and it's like it feels yeah. like Mega Blocks knockoff shit. To yeah. Me. And yeah. I get that I'm just being a boomer, like fucking talking my shit about like, I want my toys to be more like my toys. Uh but it's true, I do. You yeah, know what I'm talking true. about, Mike? I like the th- my, toys. my toys, baby. The thing is, like, and again, like who's buying this to play with it? I mean, I'm gonna assume children, Cam. Yeah, but like, do children know Donkey Kong? Yeah, I'm not. They I'm do. Not sure, they man. do. I just you watched know, this movie called The Super Mario Brothers. Oh yeah, movie, but like, yeah. these little kids are so. fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. losing but their do shit. They know, uh, do like, they know like Funky Kong and Rambi and like yeah. that's where I'm like, uh, no, uh, I'll ask. I'll ask Alyssa. She knows. You know, 
But like the, the point I was going to make is like, this is a lot of people are probably buying this stuff to display right. and be like, I've got this thing. And like as a display piece, I think these are pretty ugly. Like I like the, <laughs> I like the uh, Diddy in the minecart. Like that is something yeah, I would cute. buy and put like, so people can look yeah. at it. I'm not putting Funky Kong anywhere where anyone can see it. That is like closing doors for me. <laughs> like, see, I, women I, are leaving my apartment <laughs> when they see that. I, I think I think we're a little off on this and because the complaints I have with it are I want the more traditional Legos. I want the more like display things. Thing. Whereas I do think that there's a, a fun functionality to the Nintendo design Legos where I do think kids are playing with these. Like I think yeah. that they're interacting with them in a, in a more actual like playing with the sets way um, as opposed to Legos traditionally yeah. are more like you build it once, then you break it and those parts uh, yeah. get added to the whole. Um, but yeah, Sonic has been doing similar things as well. Um, but yeah, like the... the um, Mario, there's a question block, and then it opens up, and like each of the different oh, yeah. laps is a different like diorama of one of the Mario 64 levels. Yeah. And I'm like, this is a fucking dream come true. It's awesome. Except it's not. Like, I just want the dioramas. Like, I just want like it to be like <laughs> cool, super nice little mini versions of the Mario 64 yeah. levels. I don't need it to be in this weird like <laughs> question block yeah, thing. Yeah. I don't know, man. But again, I, I'm happy they're doing them. Uh, I just wish that they were a little more traditional. Yeah. Um, Tam. Mm-hmm. If Nintendo were to ever release more traditional Legos, mm -hmm. I'd be very happy. But that seems like it might be so far away. If I want to know what's coming to Mom and Grop Shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the kind of funny games daily hosts each and every weekday. Yeah. Out today, we've got a whole bunch of stuff. Monster Hunter uh, Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak on everything. Star Wars Jedi Survivor on PS5, Series X and S, and PC. Minabo, a walk through life on everything. Corn Sweeper on mobile. Ew. Uh, the Companion on Switch. Dragonoka on PS4. Jimotombe on everything. Nuclear Blaze on PS4. And Welcome to Goodland on PC. Uh, new dates for you. Grindstone gets an Xbox version on May 3rd. That's pretty cool. Banger. The game is awesome. Uh, Stuntfest Rivals got renamed to Jected Rivals. Jected. J-E-C-T-E-D. Is that a word? I don't think that's... I don't know. I don't I think like they're trying that. to do a play like on Rejected, but they're oh, yeah, Jected. But ejected? Yeah. Oh, Ejected. Uh, yeah. Ejected. I got it. I got it. Weird. Um, Front Mission 2 remakes come on June 12th for Switch. Um, let's go to your was, was the uh, chat was that the game that Austin uh, was talking about yesterday that he was uh, really looking forward to was Front Mission? Or was that a different conversation we had earlier in the week? Uh, Let me know. Kindofunny.com slash you're wrong. Uh, there's only one thing Vander SN writes in to say Jedi Fallen Order and Survivor are both Unreal 4 games. Cool. Um, good to know. Very, very good to know. Um, thank you guys for hanging out with us this beautiful week on Kind of Funny Games Daily. Thanks for celebrating Greg's birthday with us. Have a great day playing Jedi Survivor. If you are still waiting to get Jedi Survivor, I still uh, ask you to get hyped by watching Barrett Courtney's amazing video essay breakdown of why Jedi Fallen Order is so special to him. It's a great refresher on the first game, uh, and it's a great thing to, to get hyped getting into Survivor that I'm sure many people are going to be playing this weekend. Tam? Mm. I'm thrilled to have you back here. I'm Thank excited you. that next week we're getting. You, you, can we talk about? Yeah, that? unless something goes very wrong, yeah, we'll see. What's but happening? I'll be there. I'll be on kind of funny 
podcast cave. A damn yeah. kind of funny podcast. Yeah. First time. Your yeah, first time. That's yeah, exciting. Debut. Um, and then uh, and then Lucy is going to be on, gonna on be, Games Daily. Yeah, Games Daily. Uh, we're going to be talking about some of the things that uh, GameSpot is up to next week. We're excited. We've got some stuff that we're going to reveal here. Um, so it'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Really cool yeah. stuff. A lot of fun to be had there. Remember the game stop. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> <laughs> I won't say who, but someone in our company that works at GameSpot said GameStop the other day. And I was like... Just tell me it was 10 Jordan. years just, ISO cubes just say for it was you. Jordan Ramey. It, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was someone <laughs> senior. Like, I was like, jail for you. <laughs> Straight to jail. Uh, remember, we're trying something new with YouTube Super Chats on Games Daily uh, right after this during the live stream. Just a moment. Snowbike Mike's going to come join us and read your Super Chats about all the stories we covered in the show if you want us to get a little deeper. If there's any video game questions you want to ask us or just anything you want to ask Tam. He has secrets in there. If you want to ask him for some secrets, you got a super chat. He'll he'll spill the beans, okay? <laughs> maybe, 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 no promises. <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily, each and every weekday live right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through all the video game news you need to know. We love you. We appreciate you. And until next time, Game Daily. Good shake.